Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and your first wager is risk-free up to $1,000. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, player props, and daily boosted odds specials. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Sign up today and find out why nothing beats a win at the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app or or go to betmgm.com and enter code CHAMPION and place your first wager risk-free up to $1,000. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Virginia only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-888-532-3500. Football is back, and BetMGM is inviting new customers to join the huddle and enjoy the action like never before. Sign up today using bonus code CAPITAL, and your first wager is risk-free up to $1,000. You'll also have instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, player props, and boosted odds specials. Just download the BetMGM app today or go to BetMGM.com and enter bonus code CAPITAL and place your first wager risk-free up to $1,000. The BetMGM app is the perfect way to experience the excitement of wagering on live sports, now in more markets than ever. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Welcome, ladies, gentlemen, and that beautiful rainbow between. Yeah, the, uh, I should have got like a, a crowd cheering sound sample ready for the uh, Too Late Update podcast. And um, this week, uh, well, on this bonus episode, we're going to review the Art Tangent Festival. Um, so it's me. Uh, I'm a, well, one of the usual hosts, Kevin. Wow. Is that late? I thought that I thought at first that was like the scream noise from the uh, invasion of the body snatchers film. Yeah, it might have been outrageously loud. That was supposed to be a crowd clapping, but it um, was well deserved, if not at least 40 seconds too late. And that, and that voice you can hear is regular guest, Dan. Hello. Yes. Yeah, happy to be here again this time because we've talked about one of the best years of music last time we spoke, and uh, now it's to talk about the world's finest festival. Yeah, I, yeah, <laughs> I, I probably wouldn't hundred percent, but um, yeah. yes. So yeah, we're going to talk about Arc Tangent Festival. Just uh, for people who may not know what Arc Tangent was, well, again, only ten thousand people go to it, and it's quite a niche festival. I think everyone I've mentioned it to, like outside of our immediate friendship group, have gone what? So yeah, Arc Tangent yeah. Festival is a sister festival of two thousand three, which we did a review of um, a couple of months ago. Um, it's 
the best way to describe it is it's for experimental music. So it, it generally focuses on math rock, uh, post rock, post metal, techno, yeah. electronic music. So that that's what it that's what it's uh, the line. Anything that's a bit weird, yeah. unusual, and weird, or pushing the boundaries, or combining stuff that yeah you may not have heard before or it's just it's it's about loving the sort of leading wave of music really the hmm. people who are trying to do something a bit different and interesting and yeah i mean i have a, a similar experience like telling people i was going to arc tangent at work and there's not one band on the lineup that anyone in the office had heard of so uh it's uh it's a very niche prospect but uh somehow it's exactly my taste in music so i love it yeah um this is the second time we've gone we went in 2019 and obviously well maybe not obviously but 2020 was cancelled they decided to cancel quite early last year yeah which was uh unfortunate in the end because when when bloodstock went ahead and was so successful that year it felt like arc tangent very much could have done the same thing but uh i don't know in a way i'm glad because they kept largely kept a very similar lineup through those cancellations and the lineup we ended up getting uh last week was just spectacular so no complaints from me but uh yeah it would have been nice to see it run in 2021 because i think it possibly could have done hmm. um, who knows what was going on behind the scenes i guess yeah overall what do you think of the festival well it's my i mean i'm a, i am totally sold i think it's, it's my favorite festival hands down it's lapping the opposition in fact you know i think it, it for me it, it's so low pressure everything's nice and easy because it's so small the tented stages make the weather no factor and then when the weather's nice like it was this time it's glorious beautiful location and then the music is incredible the sound on the stages is brilliant the people are lovely everyone seems to be there for the right reason and there's just stuff like the the lack of litter on the ground and things everyone's so respectful and friendly and you know i got into a chat with so many people over the course of the weekend just that mutual love of music thing but you don't get that other festival element where people are just there to party or cause a problem it's it's people who are there because they love this stuff and it just you can just feel it in the atmosphere i just had a big shit eating grin on my face for the whole weekend it was great yeah, I'd reiterate all that. I think a couple of, couple of nitpicks. One, one. I don't think there was enough toilets. Mm. That's probably. I agree with that. They could do with. Um, they could certainly do with some urinals in the campsite to uh, have the queue in the campsite because it was pretty bad at times. But uh, yeah, and they probably need to clean them a bit more. And the other thing, which I think will become a big thing, I've already noticed quite a lot of comments on the um, Facebook group is the cashless system and the fact that merchandise stalls and food vendors have been massively overcharging yeah i've seen a few stories i, mean, I must admit i uh i've had no problems myself i found the cashless system to be uh really great actually it's very easy to use but i i think maybe because i'm a bit ocd about how much money i've got left i was constantly insisting on seeing the screen and seeing what i'm what am i spending how much have i got left and because of that they didn't try it on but it does sound like uh 
some people have had some bad experiences. You've been overcharged for a couple of things, but yeah, so so far I've lost over twenty quid. I'm trying to get back. Yeah, met met with silence currently, and I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. They've all taken the week off this week, but yeah, well, no doubt, and I think you know it will. They'll do something for people who who complain. I'm sure. It's just but, like as you, as you say, it's uh, it's a shame, but it's it, it's the vendors who have who have done this and well. I was reading on the Art Tangent Facebook group and a, a couple of bars, of people had it in a couple of bars, but they went back and the barbie was like, I'll just have a free pint. Like, yeah, but I wonder, because some of those, some of these things will be honest mistakes as well. I mean, it's easy to, if you looked at the interface they had, they had like a smartphone and they were looking for the product you were buying. Mm-hmm. Get a double tap off that can happen. I mean, it's just, I think, I think um, people just need to be more conscientious about checking what's on the screen before they press their wristband to do it basically yeah the problem is your check your wristband goes on the bottom so they're holding the top of it so they're not it's not even like they're showing you a card screen which generally you know you get here's the card oh six pounds six i'll put that one that is they're sort of clouding it i mean the one for me fish and chip shop charged me 25 quid which doesn't even make sense with their billing someone should yeah which I think is just, you know, you want to support these are not big businesses and small businesses, but if you're going to go around fleecing people, then. Yeah, no, I, I can see that. But I mean, as I say, it's, it's, I haven't had that problem and I do think it's a, it's an unfortunate thing, but it's wow. hasn't, hasn't damaged the festival overall. I don't think it's, it's, uh, it's just a shame. The other, the other problem is that you can't, there's no signal on site, so you can't check your transactions at any point. Yeah, which was it, because the, the Wi-Fi was working well on the Wednesday when there were a, sort of a third of the people there or however many Wednesday tickets they sell. Mm. But yeah, I mean, it's good to uh, get the negatives out of the way, but I think I'm sure that this experience, they'll uh, they'll do something with this. But I think you just think people, it's got, it, that, the routine has to be you see the screen before you put your wristband on it. Don't buy anything until you've uh, looked mm. at what you're being charged. I mean, that's what I was doing because, as I say, I don't, the thing I don't like about it is not knowing how much money I've got left. So as a result of that, I was using every single purchase as an opportunity to double check mm. what I had left. So I was always asking to see the screen. Well, I, and, I mean, I was, uh, in the, I was in the situation that I crowd, I gave some money as a crowdfund to the festival. Yeah. So I had two amounts of money. So it was quite difficult for me to do that because there was a certain yeah. amount of money that was going toward that was only available for the bars. There was a certain amount of money that was for food. So it didn't quite work that way. And again, you walk up to someone and say, can I have this? They say, £10, please. You go, here's the thing. If they're going to put extra on that, I think that's really dishonest. And um, I think they need to think about how they, whether you get, I don't know, even just a tax receipt for everything that goes through. I don't know, something like that. Yeah, well, I'm sure I'm in there. They're receiving this feedback. We'll we'll have the opportunity to raise this, I'm sure. But uh, yeah. Because um, it wasn't, as far as I know, it wasn't a problem with trees, but um, which has used the system for a few years. But whether certain vendors have decided to push their luck, yeah, and the merch, yeah, perhaps stand so. as well. Pe- people have said about the merch stand, which uh, anyway, we'll get off that because we're not supposed, to, we're not here to rag on. No, exactly. And as I say, this is um, a, the downside, and it's nice to get it out of the way, really, because. As far as I can see, that's there's none left now. <laughs> this festival is 
Perfect. I've got one more criticism, but I'll do that when we actually come to the <laughs> the, uh, the way the, the bands were on a certain day. Um, right, so we were both there the Wednesday, so they put on a Wednesday night this year as a Mia Culpa for the last two years. Yeah. Um, I wonder if this will stay for next year. They've, they've obviously, they have put next year, again, a four-day ticket. And but, yeah, so they had a... Yeah, they, they, they've, they've said that, yeah. There, there will be bands on the Wednesday, it's been confirmed. Cool. Yeah. So, the first band to open a bar, Chan Gent, 20... What year is it? 2020. 20, 2022. Uh, there we go. <laughs> I said I was tired. Uh, Lightning Sharks, um, who... On on record, for one of a better term, reminded me a bit of fucked up. But I'm not yeah. sure they did live. Hmm. I mean, I, I didn't listen to them on on record, yeah. so. Um, but I really enjoyed them live. I thought they were they were great. I mean, there's a certain amount of yes, Arc Tangent started excitement that went with their set, but um, yeah, I thought they were really good. I can't remember like in detail much about what they sounded like really i just remember really enjoying it and yeah. uh um i i, I think it was really tough i mean I, I remember being surprised that the sort of quote unquote smallest band on the little day were as tight and as accomplished as they were <laughs> it just set the tone really for the the yeah. quality of the music at this festival um yeah i just i just think they they sound a bit cleaner live and it sounds yeah. better um yeah, um, yeah, not a bad start. Um, after that, no, was, uh, my octopus mind, who were a very post rocky math rocky band. I don't remember this one too well. I know the guy, I, the guy in the band I saw throughout the festival, though. Yeah, the guy with the sort of big, big um, yeah, 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 um, yeah. And he was he was dancing away to everything all through the yeah. festival. That's that's why right. he played like a, a cello, a double bass, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, they were great. Yeah, because yeah. he was a he was. I mean, I, I again, I, I don't, I couldn't say I remember it in that much detail a week on, but I remember really enjoying it at the time, and it was a striking look having him on the double bass and all that sort of stuff. And like you say, I mean, he was he was clearly there as a fan for the rest of the festival. Yeah, yeah. 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 So um, again, nice way to start. And that was followed by the Road, who were post metal, quite a doomy post metal band. Yeah, they were really good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, pretty good, I think. Yeah. I thought, um, yeah, there's a run of very similar bands here. Um, well, that's, I think, yeah, but again, they, they lean very much into my taste at the moment. Yeah. And it was, it just, it was this euphoric period where it was just like, oh, tangents underway and everything's wonderful. And yeah, they were, uh, I, I remember them being really good. I haven't dealt with several days at a campsite yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, Next were Lanza, who another a more post rock. Yeah, that, I really like them. I remember I do I remember them a lot more distinctly because yeah, um, I think they were the, they go on. I think they were the better of the this run of sort of. Yeah, oh yeah, I would say so. Yeah, it, it was um, the guitarist. Uh, that, well, they didn't have a vocalist, did they? So it was all very instrumental, but it was very uh, complex and intricate and. Yeah, I enjoyed them a lot. Uh, they were followed by Mutant Thoughts. Yeah, I I don't remember much about them, but I seem to remember this and the next band being a little bit of a drop off for me. Yeah, I'm. So the next band were Modern Rituals. And yeah, I they're both bands that begin with M, and they've gone in my head in the same way. 
There may have been how many beers would we have been in at this point? <laughs> yeah, to... but I think, uh, but I do think, like again, because I I lean towards the heavier side of the Arctic Tangent lineup. This is where it went to more towards the bright, widdly, you know, bright colours on the album cover type stuff. And um, yeah, I mean, not to say they they were they were bad. I don't certainly don't remember that, but um, I did feel like. It was a little bit of a drop off yeah. at that point for me. Yeah, this is why we. This is why I suggest the time we record this on the evening because we might have more chance to remember. But <laughs> we are recording this a week later, and mm-hmm. well, a week, a week later from the Friday, and I've been up to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival for a week, so <laughs> my memory's not right. Uh, so the next band, Luo, I thought were excellent. Yeah, this is. This is where the memory, it's not just about the memory. I, mean, I remember those bands being a bit of a drop off. And then I remember Luo being like, oh, holy shit. They were the band, they were the best band to that point. And the thing which stood out for me, I mean, again, I talk about drums every time I'm on this, but the drummer was unbelievable. All these beautiful little subtle touches and ghost notes. And he was a master, that drummer. It was always almost like an electronic, ambient, dancey type sound, mm. but with this live drummer who, I mean, phew, he was incredible. I don't, I, I don't know anything about this band other than that set, so I don't know how big they are or if they've released an album. I should check them out, really. But um, yeah, they deserve to to grow because I think it's it's very accessible and they're extremely talented. Yeah, I was, I was wowed by Luo. I think they were. Yeah. That was the first, like, holy shit moment of the yeah. day, I think. Yeah. And um, then, then came another, a, a band that could be bigger, <laughs> but something really different, like a band that probably, I think maybe outside of Puppy, stand out in the yeah. line to Mother Vulture, who, you know, I, Mother Vulture are a classic rock-leaning band. Yes. But a classic rock-leaning band who don't, decide to sort of go on the sensibilities of the 60s or the 70s and go, well, what would a classic rock band be had the last 40 years of music happened? Yeah. Or like a classic rock band. I imagine what they were like in, say, the early 70s playing small clubs. Because it's this sort of Greta Van Fleet type bands where there's this appreciation of the 70s and Led Zeppelin and those sorts of things. But without ever moving it forward in any way it's just a copy of it and it's not as good because it's a copy spoiler of it. alert square family aren't as good as led zeppelin so it's it's, it's not worth having it's a copy of it for the filter of like imagining led zeppelin as old men playing i, I sort of feel like yeah mother it, vulture or a young band playing classic a bit like when airborne first broke but i think yeah the, but they're Heavier. Way better than that because the songs yeah. are better, and, they're, and they're, but they are they're running around the place like haggard cat. Yeah, yeah. And the, but they're he's got that sort of seventies voice, but he screams as well. And it's it's like all the exciting shit that's going on in the music at the moment that this festival is all about. Mm. They're obviously trying to combine that with classic rock, and yeah. on the basis of that set, very successfully actually. Yeah, Mother Vulture were, um, uh, it's a bit of a spoiler to say, but they were the standout band of the Wednesday. 
They were yeah. excellent. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. I, I like the joke of like, we're going to play a song in 4 4. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it was just, it, it was so, good. it's like, because I love Led Zeppelin as much as anyone. And to see someone actually, they've got the balance right between being respectful to that sort of music and bringing it back. But they've heard what's going on at the moment. Mm. And it, that's so much more exciting than just trying to do it again. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Um, yeah, they were followed by Memory of Elephants. Yeah, who I think I would have probably enjoyed Memory of Elephants a lot more had they not have followed those two bands because they were a perfectly good sort of post-rock long form what would you say doomy stonery again i might be misremembering but i thought they were a bit brighter than that yeah i mean yeah they were uh i think they they were what's the word i'm looking for they were they were they were sort of undermined it's, it's harsh but they, they, I didn't enjoy them as much as I could have done because I'd just been absolutely blown away, I guess, is what I'm saying. Yeah. It, it was a come down, but not because they were a come down, if that makes sense, just because Mother Vulture were just absolutely wicked. Yeah. So after that, we had Sugar Horse, um, mm. who we'd seen play 80 Trees, which was a festival, well, festival, like a one-day thing, uh, 2000 Trees and Art Tangent put on in Bristol. Last, they did a couple in Bristol last year, um, and they shook a horse with a headliner. Um, yeah, they were. And yeah, I, I don't, I'm going to go as far as to say I don't think I'm keen, because I've seen them twice now, mm. and I've been, I found it a bit flat and disappointing both times, to be honest. Yeah, I, I would agree with you on that. I think they need to work, because I, I think on record, again, they sound good. And interesting, but I think they need to work on their life. And I think you said this on the night as well. They they made some odd stage choices. Like they had a really bright light behind them, mm. like trying to create that sort of silhouette thing. But all it really did was light up the room and make it feel a bit like I don't know. You weren't as in it as you were for the other bands. And it, it, I, like I don't know. It was, playing in a gym. Yeah, yeah. It was just I don't know. It was just it's, it's just a little bit. I think they're a good band, but I just, it's the second time I've seen them and both times I've felt a little bit underwhelmed, should we say. Yeah. Um, so after that, it was the headline of the day was the St. Pierre Snake Invasion. Yeah, who were great. Yeah, I really like this band. Um, yeah, one of the more punkier bands on the lineup. Um, but they're. Yeah, well, very... I mean, again, looking forward to uh, later in the festival when um, we see Damien again in McCluskey. They're very true to that lineage, aren't they? It's it's so yeah. They I, they remind me. I sort of feel like their template is Shape of Punk to Come. Yeah, um, with a quite a lot of uh, South Walian Bristol humour. Yeah, that's the thing. It's very. Um, it's like in place of being macho and hardcore, it's sort of self depreciating and yeah. fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. It's it. But the songs are just really good, and there's the stuff off um, Caprice Ashante was just uh, just sounds great live. It was so nice to see them again. Yeah, and they've got a new album coming. Yes. So, and they played a song off it, and it was really good. Yeah. So that's something to look forward to. I think he said 2023. So uh, yeah, yeah, probably probably right to not release any more albums this year. It's yeah, it's getting insane. Yeah. Yeah. Right, so that was the that was the Wednesday, um, 
and we yeah. we immediately went to bed after that and uh, ready. For well, we went day. to the we went to the silent disco most yeah. nights, and uh, that's joking. it's a good laugh. Yeah, the silent disco, I really enjoy it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, uh, th- we woke up on Thursday. This festival runs Wednesday to Saturday. It's a bit different. Um. And the first band I saw were Bonacons of Doom. Yep, I didn't. Yeah. So yeah, it was pretty good start. Uh, one of our friends who was with us described it as Kate Bush style singer with doomy riffs. Um, and the, the band came out with like hubcaps on their faces. Oh, I've seen photos of them. Yeah. Um, like these silver plates yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. I wondering how they can see anything, but yeah, it was, it was a pretty good start. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I was on the other stage seeing traps. Yeah. who were great it was so high energy and um yeah again band i don't know didn't know anything about before i went to see them other than a couple of songs on spotify and uh yeah just really high energy fun rock music enjoyed it cool yeah um you went to see the hyena kill i did i feel like i've seen them before were they at 80 trees they might i think they were yeah I yeah I I, when when they came out i thought they they, they were good they were good I mean, I don't, again, I, I would be lying if I said they were super memorable and I've got a lot to say, really. I enjoyed it. They were good. Um, again, traps traps were better. But Yeah, so I went yeah. to the uh, Fez at this time. Yeah. They were absolutely brilliant. Um, yeah. The, that sort of math, like we, I think we've said a few times, you were not as into that sort of brighter math rocky sound. But for some reason, this band like really clicked with me. Yeah. The, the lead singer is great, and I think that the, the sort of the motion, not the motion, but the, the way she carries the song is sort of really, it reminds me of maybe more towards a pop punky lead singer, which I think maybe that's why I'm more invested. Um, yeah. Uh, May but, also be why I chose the other band. But, yeah. The, yeah. I might be going, but I, I feel, yeah, because the songs to me like sound great, and then they've got the, the, the math rocky thing behind it. It's like, oh, oh more interested in this than I would be if it was sort of just the math rock. Um, which, yeah, I, this was the highlight, well, probably the highlight of the festival for me so far at this point. Um, oh, right. Yeah, really enjoyed this band. Um, the, and they seemed so happy to be there and have quite a massive crowd for, it was 11.30. Um, and at the end, they, to get everyone to remember their name, they handed out loads of fezzes. <laughs> oh, I saw people wandering, wandering around with fezzes. Yeah. Yeah. For the rest of the day. It was a. Uh, it was because of them. Um, so I followed that with Peen, which I think is the right way to say it. Yeah, well, I mean, I'll because I saw the end of Peen, so I'll butt in there because I before that I saw Grey Wave, who was okay. they were really good. I mean, they they very very young band, and it's it's I I thought it was more of a from the marketing shots and stuff. Again, only heard of them from researching who I was going to see at Arctangent. I thought it was like a, a solo um, female sort of dark, you know, in the in the sort of Sylvain mold type mm. thing. But actually, it was more of a band, and they were very young. But the bass, the bass player, the bass is very dominant in it, and he was great. It was it really good, sort of dark, driving sound to the, to it. It was very good, and I just I felt like they they looked a bit nervous. They were obviously very young, 
I think there's something coming from them. It was very good. But um, perhaps because they were a bit nervous, they finished really quite early. Mm. So, yeah, I came, I didn't find you, but I came and saw the end of Peen. So I'll I'll jump in on that one when you... I saw Peen set in 2019 and I left to have a sit down. Um, For for those who, uh, Art Tangent, it works that you basically have two stages running concurrently. Um, There's four stages in total, you have two running concurrently. And then as soon as those two stages finish, the other two stages start. Yeah. So it is quite intense. Yeah, particularly if you want to see pretty much everything, which was the the Um, case with this year. So in in 2019, when P1, I I just uh, like I, I need to sit down. Um, but um, again, a friend of ours who was with us, he really wanted to see them. One of his highlights. Um, they are a, a post rock band who play a variety of in- instruments. Um, very like talented musicians. Um, I I much preferred them to 2019 this time. I think maybe I had a bit more. Well, I mean, I saw the last two songs, and even on the strength of that, I agree. They seem like a different band to me, though. It was, uh, again, it was so much heavier and gnarlier and more exciting. It was all very, I, it, I, I must have misremembered it, but in my sort of memory of seeing them in 2019, I felt a bit like they were extremely talented, wow, chin strokey sort of thing, you know, whereas they were dance ball, moshy, fun. Yeah. It was a, 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 maybe the new material's different or something. I don't know much about it, but. Yeah, great. Really enjoyed what I saw of them. Um, so I missed the end of them because the uh, aforementioned cash system didn't auto top up. So I had to go and sit on the queue to actually be able to eat food. Brilliant system. Um, so I missed the start of, well, missed most of Skin Failure, which is a shame because Skin Failure was, is, um, why have I forgotten his name? Will from Will Gardner. Will Gardner. Will from Pat yeah. Black Peaks, his new band. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumbo Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumbo Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Yeah, you didn't miss much. But you're lying. No. Yeah. Skin failure were absolutely fucking amazing. This was the, this was my highlight up to this point. The, the, he came out. And he looked like a different bloke. He's grown his hair long. He's got this massive trucker moustache. He's wearing a Bosque t-shirt with the sleeves ripped off. He just looked like a full-on metalhead. And it's like this sort of, it's like his reaction to Black Peaks having to split up is this fuck it then, let's go for it attitude. And it's this thrash-infused mental metal band, but with his vocals at the front of it, those screams, those high-pitched notes, those 
haunting black peaksisms and oh my god it was so good and also i mean they just they weren't mental really i mean he kept jumping into the crowd and making bigger and bigger circle pits the last circle pit the, the set everyone was basically pinned against the walls around the the whole thing was just open mm. and then i mean they had a bunch of people from other bands firing water pistols at people and it was just it was just fun insane i, I really hope they keep that going because yeah, just seeing Will Gardner again. I mean, the the amount of love for when he walked out on the stage, you could feel it. It was like people were so welcoming to like, here he is. I mean, again, I mean, for the sake of the podcast, just uh, quickly, Will is someone who uh, was very ill with um, sepsis at one stage, and uh, we nearly lost him, I, I believe. And it's largely because of that that Black Peaks failed as a band because they lost a lot of really good opportunities. Um, so, yeah, wonderful, cathartic moment to see him walk back on stage and smash it like he did. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah. I caught the last three songs and really enjoyed them, but, yeah, I was a bit annoyed. <laughs> um, so uh, I went to see Davoon next. Yeah who um, we both mentioned in our top 20 albums. We both did, didn't we? We did, yeah. 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 Um, Wonderful band. Or, so I probably won't go in over too much, but saw, saw them towards the end of last year. They're absolutely brilliant. I thought they were better. They were supporting Bosque, and I thought they were better than Bosque. Um, and they played the main stage this year and absolutely smashed it. They... The way they sounded filled it. They, it's, it's technical, very technical metal music, but they just seem to own it. And yeah, I, I think the highest compliment I said to that to you is that it feels to me with Davoon how now how Kundra felt playing stage stages in 2019. Yeah, so, well, hopefully they can stick to their guns and follow the same sort of trajectory. And and possibly I think Davoon is a we're, we're talking different varying degrees of accessibility but Davoon uh you could put Davoon Davoon could support well I suppose Conjure could support Mastodon but Davoon would make sense to support Mastodon oh they, they could support they're, they're, they're way yeah. more accessible than Conjure Conjure yeah. are perfectly uh, perfectly purposefully going off in a more extreme direction and I think the riffiness of of what Dune are doing is you could put them on a download main stage in the morning and people would go for it, you know? Yeah. I think, I've, yeah, they, they, if they keep going the way they are, they've got something. Yeah. But I didn't see them this time. Yes. yes. Because there were some changes um, to the lineup for bands having to pull out and a band called Bears, who I didn't know anything about, pulled out. Uh, but they were replaced by a band called Intechnicolor, who I've wanted to see for a very long time. So I took the decision to go and see them. And they were excellent live. I love their, their album, um, Big Sleeper, is wicked. And they played a couple of songs off that. And he's got the singer, I think his name's Vlad. He's got these huge dreads. Mm. But he's got this sort of drawly, Lane Staley type voice live. And it just, they were great. I loved it. And it was, again, it's such catchy songs that it was so infectious and yeah nice uh nice little surprise that was having the chance to see a technical yeah um yes uh so next did 
we were both sent to uh, blow, blow, day, blow Day. Well, I must admit, this was a point where I had a bite to eat and a sit down. So yeah. I sort of, I watched them from afar. I think we all um, did. I don't really know. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's a sort of beautiful female vocal over a post-rock type sound, isn't it? Yeah. I'd say. That's fair. But um, yeah, they sounded they sounded all right. But I, in the interests of surviving, I uh, took a moment to sit down there. Yeah. Um, so they were followed by, um, I'll just bring my thing up, A.A. Williams. A.A. Williams, yeah. Who, um, yeah. So A.A. Williams is part of that, they call it death gospel, but they all sound quite different. Um, yeah, that's one of those we need to put all these similar-ish people together for the magazine's titles, um, isn't it? It doesn't really mean anything. But don't know how mm. to find her though. But it's very ethereal, sort of yeah. he- heavy um, ethereal with a yeah. haunting mesmeric voice. Yeah, she's got um, a beautiful yeah. voice, and but like, I mean, like. Jumping ahead to the set, I mean, I, I, I said this to you at the time. That haunting voice she's got, I feel a bit like it's almost like a trance-like state watching her. Really, just find yourself getting completely lost in it, and just yeah, it's it's uh, something really special, actually. Yeah, I mean, we've seen her a couple of times, and she's never disappointed. But when she's, I think that arc tangent crowd really suits her. People really get swept up in it, and yeah, it's uh, it was good, very good. Yeah, I, I absolutely smashed that set. She, yeah, yeah. Her and her band are so talented, and like, yeah, you just—I mean, the, the temperature seemed to rise a little bit for that half an hour or so, and it's like, oh, yeah, what, what, what is the? Yeah, it's completely lost for, yeah, um, for a little bit. So again, it's like change, change, and tack. After that, we went to see Puppy, who I've talked about on the podcast because I saw earlier this year. Um, yeah, Puppy, are wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> Rock band with quite a lot of influence with, on, um, well, influenced by Smashing Pumpkins and lots of other things. Smashing Pumpkins and Alice in Chains and, um, yeah. yeah, he's got a very distinctive voice, isn't he? Yeah. It's very, um, very riffy though, and it's just good fun. And it's it's all a bit. Again, the bass player's brilliant, mm-hmm. and it's he's got quite, a great voice. And the, the only it was a bit bass heavy where we were stood. Yeah, I remember you saying that, but um, I'm all right with it because I'm open. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, um, but th- yeah. Then, then they, uh, they ran out of time and tried to play another song anyway, which yeah. was a really funny moment because they slowly turned their volume down yeah. until it was gone, <laughs> which was a lot of fun. It was all done in, in like good jest. It was... Yeah. Uh, it was yeah. a... We're not leaving the stage until we play this song type mode. It was like, oh, we've overrun. We're going to try it. And um, Yeah, they tried it on. The guys turned the volume down on them. It was all, everyone was laughing about it. It was great, yeah. Just another fun moment, really. And, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, but what I will say about Puppies, it's the first time I've seen them since the release of uh, the new album. Pure Evil. Thank you. Uh, And those songs sound brilliant live. Uh, and I, yeah, really I said great. about seeing them, but they they seem to know how to play a crowd now. I think they've yeah, like 
do singbacks and things like that with a festival crowd, which is a great way of like getting people involved. And it'll maybe not so yeah, much, especially when, happen, but it'll work. when their music's so fun as well. And uh, yeah, yeah, they've, they've come a long way. And well, again, I love that new album. So uh, look forward to seeing them again. Yes. Um, so after that, we split up again. You and see Cryptic Shift? Well, I saw the beginning of Cryptic Shift and they were all right. So to be honest, I had a bit of a wonder at this stage. And uh, who was on the end stage? I forget that. Uh, Down to Sleep, who I went to see, who were, uh, who were a math rocky band. Um, yeah, I wasn't so keen on them. I think I just sort of had a wonder and a chat to Claire and stuff at this point. Because <laughs> Cryptic Shift, I mean, just to, I mean, Cryptic Shift were very straightforward. An odd, an odd booking in a way. Mm. They'd be more suited to a sort of hard rock, hound metal, hammerfest type well, film, I would say. Yeah. The reason I didn't bother with them is because I put I listened to them before going to Hard Rock Hell Metal or Hammerfest, whatever it was this year, and put them down. Yeah. I think it was like, oh, they're all right. And uh, they, they suit that, but in this, it just felt a bit like, oh, is this it? You know, when, you, when you've been saying, again, it's hard not to sound snobby, but it, it, it wasn't really where I, my headspace was, I guess. Yeah. Especially with the, the band we were gearing up to see next. So yeah, I had a wander and I was a bit of uh, doubt to sleep and they they were okay. They weren't really my cup of tea either. So. Yeah. So after that, we both went to see a band we, I think especially you, but I've been looking forward to for a while, uh, Imperial Triumph. Yeah, I love this band. Yeah, so I took, it, the set it, for me, it took a while to get into because I think they went very heavy early on without the more jazz, they, they put the jazzier elements in as they come along as they came along so th- for those who don't know imperial triumphant are a band that come out in black robes gold yeah. masks and they play black metal infused with jazz yeah um, only a three piece as well yeah which and they they they're all working session musicians so these are people that play on pop songs and things like that and make their living that way and their passion project is to play this insane avant-garde sort of free-form extreme metal mm. <laughs> it's, it's just like it's the strangest thing but their latest album like you say very much i mean especially towards the second half of the album it means a lot more into that jazz pure free-form jazz area and they played a lot of that album live and it's just jaw on the floor good I mean, yeah. I know that our friend Nick said he thought they were a parody of something. <laughs> but if you don't get it, I, I, th- I think if, if you get it, you get it. If you don't, then you're probably right not to type thing. It's, it really is insane. But I love them. I went and bought the T-shirt. <laughs> I, I loved them to bits. Um, yeah. It, yeah, it, it took, I, I think the, the ones that leaned jazz more enjoyed more, the ones that were a bit more straight up black metal, maybe not so much. Um, yeah. So you, I went to see Perturbator now. Did you? Yeah, no, I came with you. I I nipped back to the tent to change my shoes. I only missed the beginning of per- Perturbator. Then I was right there. And yeah, I wasn't going to miss that. And I was right not to as well. Yeah. So how good was Perturbator? Is one of the sort of founding members of the synthwave crowd. Yeah, he's an well, ex-black metal musician gone electronic yeah. music but yeah like you say that sort of synth wave eight, 80s throwback yeah. sounds sort of oh, I, 808 sort of stuff yeah i don't always like yeah, 80s stuff and i've not massive well 
I don't think Perturbate is ever going to probably get towards a top 20 album for me, but um, this was absolutely amazing. Yeah, again, I think with the crowd being all in and with everyone enjoying the festival and being in a great mood, it was like a just a rave party. Yeah. But heavy as fuck rave. Yeah. It's just like, it's so good. It's just... it. And the light show was wicked, and it was it was great because he stood behind the decks like a a big like festival playing club DJ, mm. but he's windmilling his hair like a black metal musician while he's doing it. It just the whole look of it is so cool. It was great. I loved it. I would love to see that again. Yes. I uh, yeah. Same here. Yeah, it'd be great. Uh, it'd probably be at Art and Jet, I imagine. <laughs> yeah. Well, probably. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Um. Put them on yeah. every year, I say. Yeah. Um, yeah, so next you went to see Bosk. Yeah, I did. And this is where I'm, I'm going to start sounding repetitive now because they were fucking wonderful, Bosk. I mean, I we saw them, like you say, at the back end of last year and it was incredible and it was every bit as good as that. They were brilliant. I love that band. I don't know what to say, really. <laughs> they were just amazing. The sound was brilliant. It sound when because they, they've got that sort of dynamic shift from quiet bit into very loud bit, and when you've got the sound as spot on as they had it for them, it sounded massive. Sort of shivers down the spine. Everything they did, it was it was great. Yeah. So I I went to see Elsest. Yeah, who I was disappointed to miss, yeah. but such is such is the way it goes with such a strong line. Yeah. Um, who I thought were really great as well. I think, yeah. I'm trying to, have I seen them before? I don't think I've seen them before. Um, I, I, I think I get them confused with animals as leaders who I have seen. But yeah, I saw Alcest, who were I thought were absolutely brilliant as well. Um, no, I'm pretty sure I've seen them. I think, I think there might have been a download. Yeah. I, but but this is home turf for them. Yeah, and the yeah, it was great. They just seem to. Fill that tent, really cool set, lots of, uh, um, they're on the lighter side of black metal. I don't know if they even call them black metal anymore. Black metal. Yeah, well, they're, they're sort of almost the pioneers of that sort of yeah black gaze. Yeah. Um, bright guitars, but gnarly black metal rhythm section yeah. idea. I, which is a, a sound I really like. So, yeah, yeah I, um, yeah, this was a great set. Just really enjoyed it throughout. Smile on my face. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, well, hopefully next time they'll next time they play, there won't be the clash because uh, I'd love to have seen them myself. And uh, things then got quite a lot darker with uh, <sighs> which. Uh... <laughs> yeah. I mean, this band. Uh, I like music with emotion in it, but I mean a lot of a lot of the lyrics of Amarara in Flemish, hmm. so it, you don't know what he's saying, but Christ, you know he's he's angry about it yeah and he means it and maybe oh it's about, maybe it's about the food it was amazing <laughs> that's what it is yeah no it's it, 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 he, he it, it's so bleak and dark and it, it's one of those things where because i their recent album the dawn I, I love it um but i was wondering how how do you do that live on a main stage and turns out my god yeah yeah it really, it really filled the vibe of the band, the way the stage setup worked. It was like this just very bleak and they had like images behind you, which not without being yeah. like sometimes, uh, who was it? Um, Lecture Wizard who were like banging you over the head. Oh, this is what this is about. Like, 
his yeah. whereas it's like no this is we'll just put on like dark and gray lines and patterns and things like that and it works so yeah. well. um it was just but, wicked and again his vocal and he then he kept doing this thing where he would turn away from the crowd and yeah. scream into the microphone like and it just again with the lighting and everything just looks so good the just uh, absolutely wicked band at some point i felt like check, just checking outside the tent it's like oh yeah okay i'm not in a like <laughs> in a like a stuck in a flemish moor with like yeah. dark <laughs> it's great abandoned house in front of me yeah um the best things come out of belgium since triple carmel are they, are they? <laughs> uh, well i prefer brutus and no, I, I, no I, i'm all in all in on them right now no, I prefer especially i've seen them live and I, we're going to see them in the exchange fleece i think fleece either way i mean in in a room that size oh, it's gonna be amazing mm. um, can't wait brilliant uh yeah so after that complete again completely different mccluskey yeah um who played pretty much the same set as they did at 2000 trees yeah yeah, I think exactly the same. Which, you know, no complaints. I mean, I was uh, having a lovely time at this stage. So, yeah, again, nothing more to add to what we said about them at Trees, really. It's yeah. really good fun. Yeah. Um, sort of, they don't take themselves seriously. They don't take any of it seriously. It's almost mocking <laughs> in the way it's delivered. Yeah. Um, yeah, after that, it was uh, the first headline of the weekend, we'll say. Yeah, yeah, it's right. Uh, Cult Luna, um, yeah, who it was a little bit of disagreement with. Well, I wouldn't say disagreement. I think I, again, I'm a big fan of Cult Luna. I I love the the patient sort of building, swelling, changing, repetitive. They're very they they sit in the pocket and things change subtly. And I think that was interpreted by others in our group as it all sounding a bit samey and and i think you know it you again you either you either love that or you don't and if you don't i can imagine imagine it being a little bit patience testing but uh for me i thought they smashed it yeah i think i mean i like i really like hot luna um there i really like the album this year long road north yeah yeah um it's great. but i think having seen amon ra and to a lesser set, Alcest, yeah. I was a bit let down. Mm. Um, I think... So I think on reflection, I'm not sure if I said this on the night, but looking back, I think I would probably agree when it comes to Amon Ra. I wouldn't say they were let down. I just think that Amon Ra were something really wow. Mm. And Colt Luna do what Colt Luna do. Yeah. But they do it better than anyone else. And uh, it's... Um, I thought it was great, and they played quite a lot of material because I I love the Long Road North as well, but I I love their album before that, uh, Dawn to Fear, hmm. and the fact that they played a few songs off that again, very quite, kind of a bleak album again. Maybe that's my taste, but um, yeah, it was brilliant, absolutely brilliant, crushing sound. Two drummers just not in a let's play together, so it sounds big way in a they're complementing each other to play things that one drummer couldn't do and yeah it's just fascinating to watch and yeah they're just a wonderful band oh yeah i yeah it was a it was not 
it was fine. It was probably the best of the headliners I saw, but we'll get on to that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so that was the end of day what day two, the Thursday. Yeah. Um, so then the next day. Well, on the Friday morning, just to say, before we met to see the bands, I had a chat with one Mr. Ed Gamble. You did. In the merch tent. And I just wanted to mention that. A, because I'm still pretty excited that I got to meet Ed Gamble. B, just to say what a thoroughly lovely man. In shocking news, Ed Gamble, nice person. Yeah, it was, it was great. Really, it made me feel really warm when I was a babbling starstruck idiot. Also, it's interesting. You probably could have done without. I was at the uh, <laughs> at the fridge. And I noticed one of his posters. Like, oh, it's a limited run. It's like I know, I know now. Know why? Yeah, <laughs> I was going to. Fair enough. Right. Um, so, I started the Friday morning with five the Hierophants. Yep, I was there too. Which was surprisingly really really cool because it was like, oh, they, they sound pretty good. I'll give them a listen. Yep. All came out of black coats. Um, they played the rather than the singer, they had a saxophonist, saxophonist, that's yep. properly. Um, others had interesting instruments. It was a really good start to the day. It um, was brilliant. I thought they yeah. were great because it was it was really clever because they the saxophone player was playing what a vocalist would have been doing. It was very much a, a sort of like for like replacement for a metal vocalist. Yeah in the inflections of it all and the sort of stabby nature of the way he was playing it. But in a way that you, I've never heard anyone do that before. And it, it sounded great. Yeah, they were really cool, this band. I like them a lot. I mean, I hadn't listened to anything of them. I just uh, gave them a go, really. And yeah. yeah, I was very, very pleasantly surprised how, how good they were. Yeah. Um, that was, yeah, it was a really, really good start. Um, yeah. After that, UNC knee match. Knee mattress, yeah, who were absolutely brilliant. This is, I, I, I understand from, I, I don't f still fully know who these people are, but basically the, it's a guy playing a bass guitar and a load of electronic effects hmm. and a extremely talented drummer. And my understanding is that the, the guy with the bass has been in a number of arc tangent type bands in okay. the past so he's a well-known guy that was the excitement about this band who don't really have a an online presence this was their first show and stuff but it was just captivating i mean there was hardly anyone there so i was i watched it from the barrier i stood like two feet away from the drummer and it, it was just this sort of again bleak I'd hesitate to say nine inch nails, but that area, you know, like a sort of using loads of electronic sounds to make this incredible building landscape. And then he would grab the bass guitar and throw some, some riffy bass in and stuff. And it was just really cool. It was, it was almost like the whole set was just one continuous piece. Yeah. Rather than uh, a set of songs. And uh, yeah, it was captivating. Brilliant. Loved it. Would like to know more. I'll have to keep an eye out. Because as I say, very little information out there at the moment, but I'm sure uh, there are probably people in that field who could have told me who he was and why it was why it was important that he was there, sort of thing. But um, I loved them; I thought they were great. Cool. Um, so after that, we went to see Hippo Tractor. Yeah, who, who were all right. I thought they were good. Yeah, they were good. They were. Uh, I think to be honest, again, this is another one where it's sort of maybe suffers a bit from me being like fucking out about the last band. Yeah. 
and then they were they were good. So um, yeah, I, th- I think on the whole, the Friday was a weaker day. So I think they're yeah on the whole. But they haven't said that there were some pretty spectacular moments to it. But yeah, um, yeah. So after that, not part of the weaker day were Mole, who we mentioned in the well, you mentioned in the top twenty in twenty twenty one. Yeah, um, I uh, well, I think I said in that I I hold their debut album in extremely high regard. I think it's uh, world class. In fact, that Alcest scene we were just talking about, I would go as far as to say that album is the best example of that sound. Yes, I've heard. I think it, it's people talk about Sunbather and stuff like that, but it's better, it's better. for me, Yord is is the standout moment of the whole scene, and. Uh, yeah, they're just really good live as well. <laughs> so yes. yeah. when you've got songs that good and you can play them live, what's not to like? And the, the front man's extremely charismatic and, um, you know, standing on the crowd and getting everyone going. And I, I, I think one of my complaints about the, the new album was that his clean singing perhaps isn't as strong. Mm. I actually think he was better live. I thought the clean bits were, were better. Than they were on record, bit bit gnarlier, bit gruffer. Yeah, yeah, they were they were fantastic. And yeah, I thought this was a really great set. Is that they when they played in 2019, they were on the second stage. Uh, this was so this was the first time the main stage. Uh, they'll probably stay there for and keep going up. I would imagine. Um, yeah, I would have thought so. I mean, I wouldn't wouldn't put it past this band to be a future headliner of this festival, but yeah. we shall see. Um, so we followed that with El Muno. Who were yeah. post hardcore? Yeah, I guess so. It's hard to describe yeah. them really. Um a lot of fun is the best yeah, way to describe loads them. Loads of fun. It was a really yeah. good, um lead singer came out uh with in a red dress. Yeah, his hair in bunches and stuff. Yeah. Very striking look, wasn't it? But he was again extremely charismatic guy. And uh yeah, the music sort of I don't know. I I, I struggle to pin a label on that. Hmm. They, they were at Badaman's on Wednesday night. Were they? Yeah. All uh, right. Supporting someone else. I was like, oh, saw them last week. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, yeah. It was a really, really good. Um, I mean, would you say hardcore? Like, a, a see you, Space Cowboy hardcore? There was, there was There was insane as that. Um, yeah. It's, I don't know. I, I, hard to pin down. They're worth a listen, I'd say. That's, uh... um, so we went to see Tuscar. Yep. Um, but I will shout out uh, a friend of ours who came with us, really loved Covet. And he's playing a bit of Covet when I saw him this week, and they sounded great. But um, yeah. Oh, good. It's um, covered a new band. Why? Well, I, mean, yeah. I didn't see that. I came with you to see Tuscar, two piece. Yes. Crushingly heavy. Yeah. On Church Road Records, um, which is Sam yeah. Justine's. Uh, the, their album's very interesting. I don't know if you. No, I've listened to it. it that, it's not. Yeah, um, it's got this really weird, like long, bleak track to start the album, which is nothing like the rest. <laughs> which is, a, it's a weird blend that album. But um... Mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino was America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life changing cash prizes. 
Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumbo Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumbo Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. But live, it was it was really good again because the, the sound was so good in those smaller stages. It just sounded crushing and heavy and the tone of everything was so good. They were really good, though, I thought. Really, yeah. again, clearly extremely talented guys. And, uh, yeah, we'd definitely like to see more from them. Yeah. Then I went to see God Alone. Um, did you, what did you do now? I went to see Slow Crush. How were they? Very good. Again, I must confess, this was my yeah, sit-down-with-some-lunch moment of the day. But uh, I certainly enjoyed them more than the sort of Bloodette the previous day. I mean, the, mm. the singer of this band is um, the guitarist as well, and she's she's got this very uh, beautiful ethereal voice, and then it gets heavy, you know. There's nothing super standout about them. I wouldn't, like, I'm not blown away by them, but they were a great band to watch when you're sat having your pad tie in the sunshine. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Um, and then, speaking about a sunny band... Yeah. A band for the summertime, Aranti Pazuzu. Well, I left Slow Crush early because I thought Aranti Pazuzu would be busy and I want to I want to get close. Mm. And as a result of that, I was on the barrier for this band. Yeah. And I'm glad I was because all of those really horrible grating electronic sounds. Yeah. He's doing that live, that guy. That he's a- using a microphone and a load of effects to mangle his own voice into that stuff. It was again fascinating to watch because the main vocal of this band is i imagine a deal breaker for a lot of people because it's it is for me i you know when someone goes like listens to something like kill switch and gaze you know that's too much yeah Uh, that's what this is to me this is my level it's that well it's 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 like a evil demon but in a cartoonish way yeah. But it just it works for me. I think that they're so good. But for me, what I love about this band is those electronic elements. And to see that he was reproducing all of that stuff live was brilliant. What a band. Again, an unassuming looking bunch of guys as well, considering they are this otherworldly, what the fuck is this music? And they came out in just black t-shirts and jeans and... Yeah. Fucking hell. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, again, the, the, see, uh, in my head, I imagine they look like Imperial Triumph in, in some respect. Well, they, yeah, you think that there should be this huge pomp and ceremony about it, but there isn't. They just come out and, as I say, they're, they're reproducing some of the weirdest mangled sounds you've ever heard live in front of you. <laughs> it's wonderful. I loved it. Um, so I went to see Blanket, who are, you mentioned uh, being in your top 20 2021. Yeah, uh, and again, this very... is this is one of those. The problem with Arc Tangent is it's too damn good. I would have loved to have seen Blanket, but uh, I wasn't missing our Auntie Pazuzu. So uh... yeah, I would see Blanket. Blanket were really good. I really yeah. love the Deftonesy sounding songs. Um, yeah, really 
ethereal captivating set yeah did they, yeah they, did they lean a lot on that last album yeah yeah, yeah I, think, I, I, I didn't know the album as well as you did so but yeah. I mean I don't think I disliked the, the other songs so I, I quite like the songs yeah. on the previous album so it's, it's not um yeah not so bad. cool uh then we went to see Brewit who yeah racked my brains over what happened with this one but this is the set that took it was a shame five minutes for them to yeah they had some kind of unknown technical problem with the sound and yeah. they were setting up the sound so deep into the set that they ended up having about 15 minutes yeah and it was a shame because when they started playing i thought they were marvelous yeah beautiful yeah. sound the, the violin because it, it's very multi multi-instrumental sort of um again how do you pin a label on it but it's it's interesting but there's classical elements yeah or like heavy neoclassical maybe is that fair don't know um i thought it was great and it was just so like oh i could have would have loved to have seen the whole set i mean the, the only sweetener is that they are due to be at damnation festival okay later this year so hopefully we'll get the chance to see them do a bit more but um what we'll they see. got to play was great we'll see but, last year the sound set up <laughs> damnation was there but, yeah, well, I'm hoping that the change of venue will uh, see us right there. But um, yeah, yeah, they were great, Bruit. I, I would love to see them again. And I think I felt for them because he was obviously getting more and more stressed out that their time was disappearing and they were still having to faff around. And yeah, it was, a, it was great. It was great while it lasted when they finally got playing. Yeah. Uh, after that was Caspian. Yep. Who, yeah. Um... Shout out to another podcast we're both fans of, uh, Right Acts, Rem Free, Get Well Soon, Rem Free. Um, we did see you backstage. Well, we didn't see you, but we could watch you. No, we saw, we saw him out. It was nice to see him out and about. And yeah, uh, yeah wish him all the best. Um, uh, we he, miss him. Caspian are a big band for him. I think he gave them the, one of their albums, Album of the Decade for the 20s. Yeah, he did. Yeah, I remember. And um, on the strength of that, I listened to that album and I wasn't that keen, really. They were all right. Yeah. They're much better live, though, aren't they? They are much better live. It was really, nice. <laughs> it was yeah. really fucking really good. Really enjoyable. I, yeah. I time for this. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was great. Post-rock band, but I think some, some of the post-rock bands we saw, they're sex, they're like, yeah, when's the, next band, when's the next band coming on? Whereas, no, not the Caspian. Just like, oh, this is great. Yeah, it was brilliant. Really good. And again, I mean, I've said this a few times about bands, but this one, definitely true. A lot of huge amount of charisma from the front man and stuff yeah. and it was uh it was good they, they it's almost like it's post-rock but with a bit more of a go on let's enjoy it yeah sort of vibe to it yeah it was, it was great yeah i loved it um speaking of enjoying things <laughs> yeah jamie lemon next uh i think well i think he, he's the one person who seemed to be happier to be at art tangent than i was yeah <laughs> huge smile on his face and uh yeah yeah I mean, what more can you say about Jamie Lemon? Yeah, is the, the new the new single he's released? Me and Claire were talking about it earlier. It's it's one of his best songs. I, it keeps getting stuck in my head, and I've only I haven't really gone and listened to it. I've only seen him play it live twice, and it's 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 in there now. It's there forever. It's so good the new material, and he's been leaning heavily on the new material as well. But yeah, so he had uh, we said at download he played what's just just six new songs, whereas I think he played it might have been this 
six new songs, but he played some older songs as well. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, he played a couple of things. Well, he, he in fact he jumped around, didn't he? he? Played a bit from everything. He played a Ruben song. He played yeah. something off uh, Muscle Memory. Something off um, what was the covers album called again? I can't remember. Uh, oh, um, it's gone up my head. I know it. Uh, <laughs> this is good podcasting. Yes, but I'm gonna have to say it now. Oh God, I know all the songs off it as well. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, and he played something off Devolver. We'll come back to that. Um, yeah, so he, he played some stuff and he played a cover as well, which was, I think you enjoyed oh, more no, than any. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he played One Step Beyond by Madness. Yeah, um, he did. He famously, <laughs> Jamie Lemon loves him a bit of Madness, doesn't he? So, uh, um, yeah, um, because I'm a ridiculous person who loves Scar above all things. Um, <laughs> I it was called Shuffle. I was trying to think it was Skip. Shuffle. Um, yeah, of course it was. I was like, oh, I'm not going to get any more Scar at Art Tangent. That's just not going to happen. So I'm going to enjoy this. And I went, yeah. Um, yeah, um, it was good fun. I mean, I, I for, for me, I'd have preferred he played another Devolver song or something in that in that slot. But, you know, I love Jamie Lemon. He can turn up and do whatever he wants. Yeah. And uh, he just looked like he was having the best time his usual like natural i'm the nicest guy ever crowd banter and everything yeah it was great yeah i remember claire saying i don't like the uh i've got full muscle memory because it's a slow one they played i played i um uh, old boy which i love that song yeah um uh, it's always quite happy but yeah brilliant um so then we saw steak yeah who were they were good yeah, they were good. I mean, I'm a, again, I'm a big fan of their is it, uh, Critical Method. I forget, but their album from a couple of years ago is very good. And they've got, a, again, I mean, they've got a lot of Mastodon in the mix. So uh, I obviously take a lot from that. And uh, they were good live. Yeah, it was, it was very good. Again, I think in my head, sandwich between, we'll get on to what came next. We um, uh, were a bit unfortunate, I think they... I don't. Yeah, and I think that's probably true of me as well because I was buzzing after Jamie Lemon, so it was a bit like you know they were good. Yeah. yeah. So then came Zelenada. Yeah, my highlight of the festival. Quite Do you know what I think? I might agree with you there. Um, so I, I've I've mentioned previously I saw them support Meshuggah back in May, and they knocked Meshuggah out of the water, like yeah, blew them out of the water, and. I that that trend continued. I love their new album. Like I do. It's it it's a top three album of the year contender currently. I think I've really enjoyed seeing them in the past. They're getting better every time. Yeah. They had such a massive crowd in that tent. Like we were just on the outskirt of that tent. I think we got there quite early. Yeah. Um, it was huge. And well, I mean, for me, I mean, I, I'm someone who was a little bit skeptical at first of this band. It was a little bit, ah, it's a cool gimmick, but what else have you got, you know? And then Stranger yeah. Fruit came out. And it was like, yeah, more of the same. Not for me, I really. I was so wrong, and I'm so happy to have been so wrong. Yeah. Because so firstly, this new album is spectacularly brilliant, and live now, the way that the vocals sound, because there's the two backing vocalists and uh what's his name um is it is it manuel manuel so just for introduction um quickly cedonada are a band a mix of originally black metal but 
black metal and chain gang chanting that kind yeah. of stuff. they also throw in like soul and blues and quite a lot of everything yeah i think they've expanded everything now so um but that, that was the original basis it was based on a horrible racist making a bet on the internet that emmanuel yeah. i'll try it and this is what yeah um, and came out of it. um yeah uh and i think at first people accused of being a gimmick but they've expanded on it they their songs are all over the place now i think just the set of the weekend for me yeah i agree i honestly i agree i mean and with all the bands that were there that surprised me yeah but i can't get away from just how unbelievable it was and how it sounded his voice his soulful vocals and then that that backing from those two guys that it just and then the black metal stuff was immense yeah it just it, it sounds incredible they are they're reaching a level that is really exciting yeah. i can't wait to see them in a smaller venue later in the year well, I think it'll be the last time they play smaller venues. I think. Yeah, I, maybe. To, to be honest, the way it sounded on at that on that tent, they, it could have been in the stadium. It sounded so big. Yeah, um, it was incredible. And yeah. again, the I think what they've got now as well is this the songs to back it up because this the self-titled album that came out this year is so fucking good, and those songs just carry live as well. Really excited about that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, Manuel does does the thing that Eva does, where it's two mics, just to yeah, to really maximise that sound. As he will get onto a band that played on the Saturday, that may need to look into that a bit, um, because he his sound levels for both are so different that it just makes sense. Yeah, that's how he's set up to just sound insanely good. Um, I said. Towards the start of the year, when it seemed like they were flailing around for a headline on Friday, because I think they originally wanted, as part of the crowdfunder, they sort of said, we'll try and book Mars Volta. Yeah. I think they may have tried to and didn't work and they couldn't find another headliner. And they ended up booking Tesseract. Yep. Which felt like a safe bet. And I said, it should be Zelanada. And it should have been. It should have been Zelanada because te Tesseract were okay. But. Well, I mean, because we saw. I don't know if you want to talk about Palm Reader. Oh, yeah, you have a quick as well. Palm Reader, yeah. I mean, what all I've got to say is that I was, again, a little bit underwhelmed. And again, it might it might have been because the day was so good up until then. But Palm Reader and Tesseract both fell a little bit flat for me. Mm. And I wonder if it's because you just couldn't get past the fact that you've all just been showing how it's done. Yeah. And, and that main stage closing out with that sort of light show behind them and everything, Zeal and Arda had stepped out. Yeah. It would have been the moment of the festival, wouldn't it? So yeah, yeah. I mean, Tesseract did a great light show, but I just don't think they've got the the songs to back it up. I think yeah. I think Art Tangent should have given Zidanada the nod this year because I don't. I think they'll be too they'll be too big next time they come round. They well, are. You, you never know the balance of things and stuff, but I mean, are, maybe. Sorry. Go sorry, Bob. They are headlining the second stage at Bloodstock next year. Are they? Yeah. Oh, I saw them on the bill. I didn't realise they yeah. were. They've said they're going. Oh, there you go. So I know that's. I don't. Uh, was the Bloodstock second stage tent bigger than? It's probably similar, but that's a big. Probably similar size, I would guess. Yeah, that's a bigger festival, new crowd. I, I just wonder if, yeah, whether they've maybe missed the chance. Yeah. Oh, well, um, yeah. So 
Should we move on to the Sunday? Saturday, yep. Saturday. Yeah, it throws me every time as well. Yeah. Uh, so we both went to see Dead Bird. Yeah, I really like Dead Bird. Which was just, uh, we went back, walked back to the car park and there was a dead bird on the pavement. <laughs> <laughs> this was this was back to the band. No, um, I think they, they were, it's a, I actually found myself thinking that it's a bit of a shame because if they, if they get better and better, I think I could really like this band, but I don't really want a t-shirt which says Dead Bird on it. Yeah. But, um, they, they were wicked. Though. I mean, they were really, really good. Again, the starts to the day were all really yeah. strong, to be honest. I think the up and coming at the start of the start of their life at the festival sort of bands have uh, all shone. So. Yeah. Um, speaking of, uh, Gargandra, the next? Yeah, really good. D- Doom. Doom, very doomy metal band. Um, played they, in the last year. I think they played Blo Bloodstock and Damnation. Um, yeah, well, they, they were sort of well back when Holy Raw was a thing. They were a Holy Raw yeah. band, weren't they? And they were one uh, of the one of the last ones, weren't they? Yeah, um, and it's that yeah that sort of yeah doomy sort of. There's a big spoken word bit at the start of their debut album, which they do live and stuff and atmosphere building very very good very engrossing and yeah yeah um but they were followed by joe quayle they were followed by something really really special yeah joe quayle was marvelous i mean yeah i got quite close to the front because i wanted to watch her lay long story short this is a um a, she's on stage on her own there's no one else there she's got an electronic cello well, I think and there's, some I think there's looping backstage and like support people and stuff. It's not like she goes, like, Yeah, <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, there's no other musician involved. So I walked in and there's like this drums and there's there's sounds, and it's like, Oh, so she's got like tracks. Fair enough. She hasn't got tracks. Every one of those sounds is produced by that cello. And when you watch her build it up and she taps the strings to put extra drum beats in and she adds a sound here and adds a sound there and it's just mesmerizing to watch but what was really incredible was people were just silent for it aghast i've never been on a main stage like that she started playing a piece which was so slight and quiet as she built it up and everyone was silent you could hear a pin drop it was it was one of those sort of chilling festival moments really where it's just like they, this is when you feel like you're at something really special she was incredible Joe Quayle what a talented person what a wonderful human being as well she was so sort of humble between songs and like oh I'm sorry I messed that it's like what the fuck are you talking about messed it up it was it sounded incredible yeah she was uh that was great I'd love to see her again and again I hope yeah she I know she's played on tangent before, so hopefully she will again because I yeah. will be there. Yes, definitely. Yeah, I I would agree with every single thing you said. Um, yeah. It was at this point I was overcharged for food uh, as well. So, <laughs> not that you're annoyed about it at all. Um, well, the the food place I went to was just outside the tent, and that was lunchtime. So I just oh, quickly nip out and. Uh, well, that's what maybe they thought you deserved to be overcharged for eating during Joe Quail. Maybe, but yeah. the problem the problem is there's that's a tax this, on this Saturday lineup was insane. So, like, I was yeah. looking at going, when do I eat? Um, 
Yeah, and testament to the fact that it was insane. I Ithaca. Yeah, so Ithaca actually started, I think they must have, I think Joe Crowd must have overrun slightly. Because Ithaca yeah, was so. a couple of songs in by the time that Joe, by, by leaving Joe Quayle. So, um, yeah, if I, I think I mentioned a couple of weeks ago that I went to see Ithaca in Bristol um, and I really like the new album. They were really good. I think uh, Jamila needs to possibly look at getting a mic, another mic, um, because she maybe the, yeah. the screams sound great and the, the heavy screaming material, but when she does the lighter stuff, it's not coming across as, as it should. Which um, is a shame because on their latest album, which has only yeah. recently come out, the yeah. clean vocals she does are the standout highlights. Yeah, she's got such a great voice. Yeah. I think it's one of these things like I, I, I haven't seen either from Rolo Tomasi do it and um, Manuel from Zinada. I think maybe that is an answer if you're doing such a. I mean, I, I know some like obviously Jesse Leach is very good at doing both, but it's one of these things. I, I think it'd be nice to hear that difference a bit better. Yeah. Um, I agree, yeah. But yeah, really enjoyed that set. And then yeah. on to a band who don't do clean very well. They <laughs> Not really. Um, Harriet, who are one of the UK's hottest young metal bands. They haven't even haven't released an album yet, a couple of EPs. Yeah. Um, they opened up Download Festival this year on the fourth stage, not on the main they stage. They did. Had a massive crowd. I think we meant we mentioned we would have mentioned this on their review, but um yeah, just blisteringly heavy, like yeah, but it, it sounds massive, and yeah, and they're extremely considering they don't even have their debut album yet. So accomplished in their song craft and the the way that it sounds and the the just the way that it ebbs and flows and the viciousness of her vocal. Is it Debbie? I think her name is. Her vocal is Charlotte. insane. Sorry, is it Charlotte? I thought it was Deb. Okay, might be wrong, but um. Ian. Yeah, they are great. Can't wait to hear the album. Hurry up. Yeah. Release the album. Wow. That's what I say. See when it's ready. Um, yeah. So then we follow that up with the Hirsch Effect, who are a German. I think I think you said like, oh, you can't get away from down uh, from Ramstein, but there's a little bit, but I think that's just because it's no, that, that that certainly wasn't the case live. No, well, I I think on record as well. There's a lot more um so no, I think when I said that, what I, it was the laziness of that comparison I was pointing at, really, because it's that sort of um, German language, hmm. deep vocal with a lot of electronics, you know, but there's a lot more to them. Than, than yeah, that, I mean, it? say Ramstein live in that industrial world. I think this band live in more that lighter dance world, electronic dance world, where yeah. it's all like happier and they were brilliant. I loved them. Yeah, I really enjoyed I them. They were just so much uh, character again. And they're, they're out. I can't remember what their album was called, but uh, I think it was a 2020 album, wasn't it? Not I own it, yeah. Um, yeah, it was uh, really good. And again, those songs sounded great. They're just, there's a lot of fun to them. Yes. And uh, it's again, it's the sort of music that doesn't necessarily often come across as fun, but they've got the balance right. Really good. Yes. Um, so they were a collapse. The album was called. Um, That's it. Yeah, with the K. Yes. Yeah. They were they were followed by Kundra. Yeah. I'll let you talk. Ah, <laughs> uh, Kundra are one of the best bands in in Britain today. They 
are on their second album, which some people were hoping would be a bit more accessible so they could take the next step. And what they've done is taken a much bigger step in a very different direction. They want to be the underground, nasty, heavy, bleak band that they are, and God love them for it. And they're just so striking now. It's one of those, one of those bands because Dan is such a big presence. Mm. And he still, even on a stage that size, still comes to the front of the stage and sings that that bit of um, I forget the name of the song, but that where he bellows it out without the microphone, and you can hear it still. He's a monster, and his voice is only getting better. But with Connor in the middle windmilling his hair and Brady on the other side screaming, you, you know exactly who they are. If you saw them in silhouette, you'd know who they are. They're just. They're one of the, it's nothing to do with being British. They're just one of the best extreme metal bands in the world. And the songs of Pathos sounded incredible as well. Yes. Yeah. Just I, I can't, I won't disagree brilliant. with anything you said. Um, yeah. I, I probably don't like Kundra as much as you. Um, I don't know if, I think Brady from Kundra doesn't like Kundra as much as I like Kundra. Um, <laughs> I, I'm a bit obsessed with this band. Yeah. But that, again, they didn't disappoint. I mean, uh, it's the first time I've seen them since the release of that second album. And uh, yeah, they, they, it adds so much extra to what they were already doing. Ah, oh, brilliant. Yeah. Wonderful band. Great performance. Massive crowd in the uh, Yeah, great to see. I mean, I think that they're, they're a bit of a favourite among the uh, Arctangent faithful. But Well, yeah, I think, I think when they played in 2019, though, I think they were on the full stage. So they've graduated to the main stage quite quickly understandably so i think they yeah yeah i mean well they had they 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 were a band who have made the best of the situation as well haven't they 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 ended up on the download pilot bill they ended up on the bloodstock 2021 bill they they played the main stage yeah exactly right so that they've they've uh been able to take those opportunities and i don't doesn't seem to have done them any harm certainly hasn't done them any harm releasing just an absolute classic album to follow up an absolute classic album brilliant so i think we both mentioned this band when we did our top 20 in 2021 yeah uh i certainly did frontier yeah uh, a bit of a come down after conjurer yeah i agree yeah like they just didn't seem as heavy (laughs) just it's well i think the thing i think we said this when we did our top 20 albums is that they're pushing what heavy music can be yeah. and the the weird noises and the weird stuff and it's all so frantic and mad yeah in the best way and that doesn't come across enough live there's too yeah. much of it is lost in the, a, a just a mess really i think <laughs> it's, I, mean, uh, I think when they played in 2019 they had a lot more of the noises but once yeah that, a lot more like the yeah um I just I, they they sounded more like a more of a metal band. This yeah, they did. Yeah, it was, and it felt like there was something missing. But that might be because I've listened to Oxidized, God knows how many times. Love it, so I know those songs well. And there's certain things you can't recreate live, I guess. And, yeah, but again, I, I don't think they were bad. I just think, you know, maybe they suffered from how fucking stellar the production is on that album yeah uh, it's hard to reproduce that on stage also don't they um 
they are partly based in the UK, partly based in America. So it may not be that they've played much. Yeah, that's probably true they as well. Was, yeah. They were supposed to be on that um, Devil Soul to Soul um, tour and they pulled out of that. So it may be that this is, yeah, they haven't really toured the new album. Not to make excuses, but there may be reasons. No, you might be right though. Yeah. Um, so after that, I had a bit of a break and then I went to see Emma Ruth Rundle. Who, yeah, I also had a little bit of a break, but I went in a different direction. So Emma Ruth Rundle is another one of the people lumped in with death gospel. I think she does sound very different to um, A.A. Williams. I think A.A. Williams lives more in the, I don't know, post-metal world. I, I can't really tell with A.A. Williams, but um, Emma Ruth Rundle was very much more the sort of like, like a dark singer-songwriter, I'd say. Yeah, like, it's difficult for me to comment because I'm most familiar with the work she did with Thou, which is amazing. Which I don't think is represent. I agree, it's amazing, but I'm not so sure it's representative of what she does solo. Is it? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, she just played uh, acoustic guitar, piano. Yeah. So the acoustic guitar. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like if um, I feel like maybe it's like explaining if a folk singer had been trapped down a well for like ten years and just right. about like being trapped down that well. Because there's an album. Oh, can't remember the title something about a horse i've got like the I, yeah i can't remember the name of it it's it's got a horse in the title anyway i remember that being good but yeah i'm not so familiar I, with it really but her voice is great on the um the featuring thou yeah I, yeah did. this was this was great the, again similar to joe quail that she she came out and said please no recording please no photos um you can maybe take some at the end um not that Joe Quayle said that, but everyone was just stood in awe listening. Yeah. Mesmerised, like, filled the room, astonished there. Um, well, it's another thing about our tangent, I think, is you're, you've got to be really into music to have the time for this festival. Yeah. And I think as a result of that, you get this amazing crowd, really, who yeah. will know when it's time to stand back and watch something and know when it's time to sing along and mm-hmm. you know you don't get someone shouting something they think is funny and the uh shouting butt scratcher in the quiet bits yeah yeah i mean <laughs> i'm not having to go down man. well that's that. those 20 people who still seem to do that like <laughs> yeah just need to like that was a thing from like 2004 yeah um yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, just how, how were Elephant Tree? Elephant Tree were, were wonderful. I mean, again, I'm, I'm only familiar with Elephant Tree's most recent album. Uh, there's a song on it called Bird, which I listened to obsessively during lockdown. Um, and they played it, which was kind of a emotional moment, but it was just captivating. It's, it, they're, again, the vocals are very harmony based and uh what sorry when you said bird i was like what if balls deep dead bird went on a co-headline tour (laughs) sorry it would work though (laughs) it would musically yeah you want that on a (laughs) t-shirt yeah sorry (laughs) no that's it really i mean it did the the two the the two uh front men 
sing this sort of beautiful harmonizing vocal and uh it's just lovely it's lovely to listen to and it was great captivating i love i loved elephant tree yeah um cool so i left at a little bit early because i wanted to get in for uh a band i've been really excited to see for quite a few years uh the armed yep which uh and i joined you for the armed yeah so you described the armed as uh it's pop but with four separate pop songs being played at once yeah um, it's it, i think stephen hill off um the right app podcast said this which i think it's like they've got some of the best sing-along pop choruses you've heard in years but they've chosen to bury them <laughs> under a load of incoherent noise yeah and yes that but in a good way yeah I, and live they were just brilliant they lived yeah. up didn't they yeah magnificent i was uh yeah i was a bit unsure at first because i'd heard stuff from um previous things in our in the trees where they sort of had someone serving cheese in the pit before but I, yeah I maybe they're, they're on the main stage here so maybe there was less ability to do that um but yeah they, they're sort of because they're like a collective aren't they they've all they've got about three or four lead singers who yeah who just take over from each other and yeah. sometimes members of the band just disappear for a few songs and then suddenly they're the lead singer again yeah. <laughs> it's just like it was great but they're all like so high energy such a striking look i don't know her name but the the female singer who does backing vocals but is often the front person yeah. as well is wearing this like mirror ball mask which covers her face and it, it's just it, it just all looks so mad the one guy was wearing a high-vis jacket and it did they're just so everything at once all the time yeah <laughs> it's it's great i don't think because we our friend nick who came with us did not enjoy them at all i don't think no. he said it's another one where it's um you're either going to get it or you're not i think um her name may well maybe Cara Drollshagen. Um, oh, okay. Just uh, yeah. Uh, she's also done a song with Pupil Slicer. Ah, right. Fair um, enough. So, but yeah. Um, also, each band member looks like you know, like like they should be in a different band from the band they're in. Like they're all dressed yeah. differently. Like you said, the mirror ball. The other guy, the the big guy, who looks like a hardcore guy, comes yeah, out with a long fibers, the... like a high vis jacket and a helmet. And yeah, the other guy looks like a black metal singer, and it's well. There's a guy with the long hair and the muscles who looks like I. I mean, we didn't see him close up, but it wouldn't surprise me to learn he's like six for eight or something. Yeah. He looks like a monster, but then he's the one with the the sweet, yeah, melodic vocal. It's just it, they're just it's a mad, absolutely mad spectacle. I really enjoyed them. I thought they were brilliant. I recommend anyone to go and see them. Yeah, you've got to. It's just really good. Um, so after that, we, from the kinetic and like exciting, we went to the very doomy Paul Bearer. Yeah, and I, I like Paul Bearer, but I think that change of pace mm. made it suffer a bit for me. I found it a bit, <sighs> after the excitement of the armed, could have done with something a little bit more in that wheelhouse than yeah, slow, think... long form doom. And I mean, again, not to say Paul Burrow are bad because they certainly weren't. And they're, again, their latest album was wicked as well. But 
yeah, at that moment of the festival, I wanted to be headbanging and yeah. loving life some more. And uh, I think, I think the probably the performance to point to for me for Paul Barrow would have been at Bloodstock in 2018. I mean, there wasn't a lot to point to at Bloodstock in 2018, but no. they came on. But they had they were on the second stage before Nightwish headlined the first stage. Um, they played for an hour. They were really good. I think. Yeah. With that, so it's yeah. Um, it maybe just wasn't quite the time. Yeah, I think if they played at a different point in the lineup, I'd probably be a lot more glowing because it is. It can be my right up my street, but uh, off the back of the armed, I was buzzing. <laughs> so it was a bit of a change of pace for him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so after that, we went to see Wheel. Yeah, who was a little bit underwhelmed by, actually. Yeah. If I'm being honest. I thought they were, their album was very good. Yeah, I was, I was excited. Um, I think. But they weren't so good live, really. Yeah. Again, maybe it was just, again, the, the sort of surrounded by something better, but. Yeah, I don't know. They were they were all right, but it was just a little bit lacking in engagement, really. It's sort of like yeah, found, found my mind wandering and stuff. I, also, I think at this point we're getting quite drunk. So. <laughs> just... Wow, and also this is day four, and yeah. I think it was a bit knackering. But having said that, the next band I saw that wasn't a problem. Yeah, <laughs> so no, once you all. turn, well, because I I don't know who you saw in the next slot, but I saw Godflesh. Oh, no, I saw Leprous. Ah, right. Uh, who we'd seen um, support um, Devon Townsend. In the Royal Albert Hall, yeah. Royal Albert Hall, and we thought they were fantastic. And I, yeah, I didn't want to give Godflesh a go. And Leprous were great again. It's, yeah. like, it's again, very, our friend who doesn't like the screamy vocals really enjoyed Leprous because it's very clean, like almost pop. It sounds yeah. a bit like Sam Ryder. Yeah. The Eurovision, the UK Eurovision contestant. The vo- vocals sound quite a lot like that, but we're very intricate post, well, intricate post rocky uh, band behind it. And it sounds massive. Yeah. A and little bit in the sort of sleep token area, I suppose, isn't it? That modern yeah. pop vocal, but with more interesting backdrop. Yeah. I think the sleep token t- tend to be very slight, then very heavy. I think sleep, yeah. token, the, the heavier bits are heavier and the Slight bits are slighter, whereas I think this band's a bit more level with their, yeah, with the with the band. Um, yeah, they t- they tend to it's not as not as heavy as Sleep Token when they're at their heaviest, but not as not as pop through some songs. So I think um, yeah, but yeah, I really really enjoyed this performance. I thought um, once again as as good as they were at the the Royal Albert Hall without it being uh, good this time. I, I really enjoyed them. Yeah, definitely uh, one of the bands of the day. So, cool. Yeah. yeah, well, Godflesh were epic. I mean, they it's sort of crushing industrial, very industrial noise. You know, put me in mind. I mean, I, this is not my area, so I'm a bit naive to the references, really. But put me in mind of ministry and stuff like that, really. This sort of electronic, industrial, mm. very heavy, you know, you can feel your skin vibrating type sounds and stuff they were wicked that was the energy i needed really yeah. i think and that's why it brought me back to life a little bit yeah, yeah i really I, like I, my flesh see i say the same i think uh, i think it'd been at that point quite a quite a insane day and then paul bearer wheel brought it down a little bit and left us back up and yeah yeah 
So um, neither neither of us went to see the the big headline of the whole weekend, the one that probably cost the most money, um, which was OPATH. We went to see Pupil Slicer, who, yep. well, again, one of the UK's most exciting new bands. Uh, you yeah. mentioned their album in your top 20, 2021. I did. I love it. I mean, I'm a big fan of Converge and they love their Jane Doe era Converge. And um, yeah, it was, and it was good live. I don't know if, if it quite hits the same heights as they do on the album. I, well, I, I um, really enjoyed this performance. I thought it was uh, better than when we saw them support. I think it was better when we saw them. Yeah. I think it, but they didn't have the sound on their side that day, did they? But yeah, yeah, it was it was very good. It really was. But um, I had a great time for this band. Yeah. Quite a short, sharp set as well. I think it was, like it was because there was a band to follow them, which um, well, we'll come on to. But uh, yeah, they were very good, and it, it's um, they had sort of. In fact, I think it was the guy who was the front man of Traps who I saw earlier in the weekend. Mm was climbing the middle of the stage and throwing out CDs and stuff. Yeah. So it was all a bit manic, really, but um, that's what you want from a band like that. And yeah, uh, yeah uh, the front person, um, name's gone. She's brilliant. Really, again, really charismatic. And uh, Is it Rebecca Cates? Oh, I can't remember. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It does matter, but you know what I mean. Yeah. I can't remember. Um, but yeah, really good. Yeah, really, really um, and then we ended with the end for this band. Uh, the final. So this band announced three years ago they released a album, a critically applauded. That's not the one, critically acclaimed. That's the one I was thinking. Critically acclaimed yeah. album, Animal Choir, in twenty nineteen, and then announced they were going to split up. They announced they were going to split up on the same day. Yeah, because the album came out. Yeah, and I mean, d- d- the spoiler: if one day we might do our top albums ever as a podcast yeah, I guess. maybe we'll get yeah. around to redoing mine we'll, we'll... well and spoilers aside if, if we were to do that we would be talking about that album there but they were never going to play those songs live and it was a tragedy because this album is an absolute yeah. masterpiece they were they were on the Art Tangent 2020 the original Art Tangent 2020 line and I think that was like I think they said oh this will be the last that'll be the last show and so it's a long time coming yeah but this is the only time as far as we know maybe that'll change but probably as we speak this is the only time they'll play those songs live and it was it was marvelous it was a little bit rough around the edges at times they weren't tight throughout which is understandable because they're not a band anymore um but just hearing those songs played live see i'm not i'm not as enamored with the album as you i don't i don't think even made my top yeah. 2019 but um i really wanted to see this band and i think maybe because i didn't know the songs as well i was absolutely blown away by how good they were yeah well this I, is the I, thing i really enjoyed this i thought it yeah was, you know, it was wonderful festival i like don't, and it don't, again it <laughs> felt like you were part of something special it felt like what it was this one-off thing oh it was wonderful absolutely wonderful yeah I wish they would. Uh, I mean, it would take the sheen off it now. Maybe it was. Maybe it's meant to be a one-off, but it's a shame. But then you know, maybe every good idea they've ever had has been thrown at one album, which is why it's such a goddamn masterpiece. But um, yeah, it was something else. Really, 
quite emotional moment really because they were the last band of what was a wonderful festival and i never expected to see those songs live yeah something else yeah um yeah i, I wouldn't say never never no i've been like i've been around long enough i think uh bands say they're not doing anymore and they'll maybe five years ago oh we'll just do we'll do we'll play Adam McQuire in full for our tangent or something yeah well wouldn't surprise me lovely to see yeah um we've seen so I mean I don't think people thought heck would be back when they came back this summer true yeah I think it's knuckles uh, of ice yeah yeah um I'm I'm a Guns N' Roses fan and that seemed impossible for years yeah Axel Slash and Duff all on stage together. And that's, I've seen that quite a few times now. So it's, you know, these things are never seen. Never yeah. Yeah. But it was, like you say, perfect way to end the festival. It was uh, really special. That's why we missed Opeth because yeah. I would have, uh, I would have missed most bands to see, yeah. to see that moment. Yeah. yeah. I would have liked to see Opeth, but I think. I, I love Opeth, but I've seen Opeth and, as I say, this was this was a, a an opportunity not to be missed for me. So, and I'm so glad I did because it was, as I say, very emotional set. It was great. So we wanted to have, you. You suggested we have a quick uh, look forward to next year and who. Yeah, it's thought it'd be a nice way to sign off on it. Yeah, just. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we we had a bit of a chat during, and I think you. There's one band I think you would like above all others to headline. Mastodon. Yep. Never heard of them um yeah i think i don't know i think if um if Meshuggah aren't too big then surely mastodon aren't too big yeah i, I wonder so i think six years so they, they mastodon had like bloodstock which is double the size which makes yeah. me think they're too big but i think six years ago mastodon were bigger than they are now so Meshuggah yeah. would have all out the hall i don't know what mastodon would play if they played in london it might be the same um i think they played the academy didn't they Sorry, on the, on the Emperor Santor, they played Brixton Academy, I think. Yeah, so Brixton's is it bigger? I don't know. Um, but I, I don't know. I just uh, the only problem is that um, if Mastodon were announced as Arc Tangent headliners, I would turn into a pile of high energy shards of matter on the ground. I think because yeah, I won't be able to cope with that excitement. Thing. No, Royal Albert Hall and Brixton are similar size. Um, yeah, okay. I just, it's not it's yeah. not beyond the realms of possibility. But in terms of other headliners, I was I was actually I don't know what you think of this, but I was thinking about Caval Attack as a potential headliner. I think they'd be good. Are they too straightforward? Possibly, but they're they're blending together things which again I don't know. I think they'd fit the bill. I think they fit the bill. I just wonder if they're a bit too I mean it's Scandi punk metal. I mean it's not yeah. um I wonder if they'd fall more into they'd probably sub or be third down at trees. Um, well, if it was up to me, it would be Mastodon, Carnival, and Aphex Twin. Carnival's not a bad shout. Carnival are, Carnival are playing, I oh know they're in the Institute and they're yeah. playing, they're probably not big enough. Um, well, I don't know. It, it's, it's tough because Colt and Luna tend to play like Fleece. Yeah, this is the thing. I think what makes for a, a big band in this scene isn't as simple as the yeah. venues, is it? It's, it's... I think they they so this is it. if they did Mastodon, they may get to go for two smaller other ones. Yeah, um, which may be the case. The other the other one is that obviously Mars Volta are releasing new music, so if they got Mars Volta, yeah. that would 
maybe. So well, that would we have said if we, if we book the three headliners, we would come having conversations with it or sell out by the end of the year. I don't know if that's just blagging, that's just bragging, but. Um, well, they're going to say that, aren't they, to get people to buy the early bird tickets and stuff? But yeah. I don't know. I I believe in them though because they seem to have reached into my head and pulled out exactly my taste in music to create the festival around. So, so whoever, really. Here's one that might be a more personal one, but do you reckon Rolly Tomasi could headline? I think they probably could. Yeah, yeah. They've got the um, they've got the history there and stuff, haven't they? They're they're an arc tangent band who have been around the block there and stuff. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they were supposed to play two full album sets across yeah. the weekend, weren't they, in 2020? Yeah, so um, in that time they've released a new album. So I, I mean, they played Trees this year. So, but yeah, um, yeah, and I think I do wonder if they might get a more electronic headliner next year, which is not really where we you know. To, I mean, I I really like the new Carpenter Brute album, so I wouldn't have a problem. I would be quite excited if Carpenter Brute was playing. Well, I think someone might. I mean, if they could get I, I, Apex Twins, a big reach. I was mm. half joking when I said that, but someone of that. There's people like. Uh, music and i don't know if phoenician snares is still around but something really off kilter but electronic yeah i, I do wonder if there, there was a bit of a pushback saying so you've got three of the more metallic headliners this year you might get yeah. um what, what about employed to serve yeah well they headlined the second stage, second stage uh in 2019 and smashed it yeah um here's some but, other ones uh i I was a bit disappointed when Chelsea Wolf fell off the 2020. Yeah. I'd quite like if that was brought back. Um, and if you pipe dream, converge blood moon. Wow. Yeah. I think that would be a bit too big, maybe. I don't know. I, I don't think it'd be too big. I don't know. But I think, I think, well, converge have headlined it in the past. So when it was a smaller festival. So I think I don't, I, converge could play it. Yep. I'd be in favor of it. Maybe they, uh, well, we'll see what they come up with. But yeah, I mean, any of those would be great, though, wouldn't they? Yeah. yeah. But it'll be something we haven't even considered. And Maybe, yeah. What about, I mean, like smaller bands I'd like to see there. I've just sort of thought, like, I mean, we talked about Voices. Yes. On the thing. I'd love to see Voices there. I think. Uh, have you heard the new Chat Pile album? Yeah, I wasn't that. I don't like the voice. Oh, I love it. Yeah. They should be there. Lingua Ignota, I want to see there. Lingua Ignota would be the big one i think yeah i think i was thinking greg greg pachato yeah would he be i think he would be good i think that'd be would would he be too big to not headline possibly i think he would fill that sort of perturbator area yeah um yeah here's here's an outside shot i think probably be too big the smile (sighs) that would be too big Mm, yeah i can't that would be amazing though Especially if they they booked them as the smile, but they turned up and played basically just Radiohead songs. Maybe. Mm. <laughs> no, I, I can't imagine. That would be within me. Yeah. So here's some other suggestions. Uh, Vein FM. I was thinking Vein, yeah. Yeah. Soul Glow. Yeah. Cave In. Yeah. Uh, Worm Rock. Yeah, I wrote Worm Rock down. Yeah. Um, as well, the French. Uh, yeah. I think they'd, they'd suit it. Over, I'd like to see as well. Yes. And they're more the, uh, um, 80s depression mode leaning stuff. And also a band we talked about on our top 20 albums of 2021. Well, I talked about Erd 
think yeah. they'd be a good arc tangent band. Bring them over. Earn. Yeah, definitely agree with that. Do you reckon Fucked Up would play it? Yeah, I don't think they're too big. And I think, I mean, Renfrey, Deadman and Stephen Hill seem to have uh, some sway over things because things that get lauded on Riot Act appear on the lineup. Mm. I'm sure that they would like to see Fucked Up there. Yeah, I just started thinking you go in the sort of hardcore, like expansive hardcore route. Yeah. 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 Well, it'll be exciting finding out, won't it? I yeah. Can't, I can't wait to uh, see it. I bought my ticket for 2023 within an hour of getting home because it helped me get over the fact that we'd had to leave. So I am already excited for the next festival. Yes. Well, yeah. Be good if the lineups is good. Um, I'm sure it will be. I think, you know, it's uh, it's such a perfect festival for, for my taste. I'm going to be happy with whatever they deliver. So, yeah, roll on 2023. It's all... What would annoy you? It's Parkway Drive. Yeah. I'd be so happy with that. Subbed by, uh, I don't know, someone someone worse than Parkway Drive. Who's worse than Parkway Drive? Not many. I can only, I can only think of Hitler. Because Parkway Drive are amazing. <laughs> Parkway Drive are way too big. It'd be... Uh... Parkway Drive are way too big. There is no justice in the world. Ailstorm. Yeah, Ailstorm. There you go. It's Ailstorm. Uh, it's a pirate day. God, would, which would be worse? Ailstorm or Parkway Drive? Oh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note... <laughs> It's Green Day, and the father of all motherfuckers in full. <laughs> At least that'll only take 20 minutes and then they'll fuck off forever, hopefully. Um, <laughs> oh, I don't know. I, I mean, I would rather... I was going to say Coldplay, but I'd definitely rather it was Coldplay than Parkway Drive or Ailstorm. Really? Yeah. You're crazy. <laughs> and I agree with you on yeah. the, the Coldplay Ailstorm thing. I think at least Coldplay got integrity. Um yeah. Uh, well, but, well, well, you know. <laughs> I was going to say something about certain main stages that Elstor have performed on recently and how some festivals don't seem to mind. But there you go. Anyway. <laughs> it's here you find out that, um, oh, that the headliner next year is Daughters. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> there you go. There were a few people wearing Daughters t-shirts around the place, which was a surprise, I thought. Yeah. I thought people would be a bit more clued up than that. But I think this is why I'm so excited by Chat Pile. We're getting off topic now. But the the Chat Pile album feels like a a Daughters replacement. (laughs) So it scratches that well-needed itch because I loved Daughters. But, you know. I just don't. I I don't like the voice in Chat Pile. Yeah. Anyway, well, I'm going to yeah. sign off now because we've two hours. Uh, yeah, on the festival, which is not many more than enough. <laughs> that mean not, might mean that not many people reviewed. So there we go. Yeah, fingers crossed. And um, yeah, well, apologies for the uh, the cashless chat <laughs> at the start. Well, no, it's, uh, we're also. I mean, Hodge has his money saving tips, so we also are a con- consumer based thing. Oh, okay. My money save tip, money saving tip for Arts and Gent is double check what you've been charged, and if I don't get a refund, then maybe their signs for heroes by Beeros. I don't know. 
Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe you know, don't overcharge me for things that I'll spend. I'm on. sure it will resolve itself, but uh, yeah, it's it's not yeah. not possible to uh, marvel. It was a perfect festival for me, so uh, all good. Right. Uh, right. Yeah. Nice so we'll we back. We're back with a normal episode soon. Um, now I'm back off my travels. So yeah, thanks for having me, and yeah, thanks, um, thanks once again for all the best doing, doing to everyone involved. Yeah, it's been good fun. Cool. Nice right. one. Right. Redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.